Hey, what's going on? <coughs> Let me try that again. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> One more time. Hey, you guys. What is going on? Welcome to The Camera Ads 10 Pounds. I'm your host, Peter Sirs, comedian, podcaster, person that cares about fitness. You know, um... Before we start, just as always, this podcast is brought to you by my good friends at Performa.com. Performa, they have all of your fitness accessory needs, you guys. So whether you want meal prep bags, meal prep containers, workout towels, they have the best workout towels. I'm telling you guys, just try one and you'll be like, wow, this is a great fucking workout towel. And I'll be like, bitch, I fucking told you. Okay, shaker cups. They got wrist straps, wrist straps, pill bottles and containers, like just everything you need for your fitness enthuse. Buy it for yourself or get it from a fitness lover in your life. Uh, go to Performa, enter promo code 10 pounds, the word 10, the word pounds. You'll save 15% off your order. And as always, this podcast is brought to you by my good friends at Bucked Up Supplements. That's right. I take a lot of their supplements, guys. And I'm going to be honest, I'm pretty fucking jacked right now. And I'm 42 years old. So maybe I shouldn't be so jacked. Yes, I work out like a madman. Yes, I eat pretty well. But guess what? I'm also fueled by Bucked Up. So if you have any kind of fitness goals, you need any kind of vitamins, proteins, pre-workout, post-workout, intro-workout. They even have beef. You can get Bucked Up beef. Are you serious? Yeah, dude. Seriously. Um, anyway, go to BuckedUp.com. Enter promo code 10 pounds. That's the number 10 for these guys, the word pounds. And you'll save 20% off your order. And if you're not sure, just order a sample pack. It's free. You get some stuff. You can kind of choose what kind of sample pack you get. And all you got to do is pay shipping and handling. So who does that? Anyway, um, before we start, guys, you know, I'm, I've, been, I've been back on the music trip. So here we go. I like this song. Are you ready? Okay, good. Where the fuck did it go? This one. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm hey. gonna try to flow right Whoa. now because it's my podcast and I've hey. never tried to flow. What? Hey. I'm going home this week. Yeah. I'm making LA a change today. The lid have been taking the pain away. I, I heard you was giving your chain away. I it's go back like to giving LA. your fame away. Go What's back wrong with you? Grind. I sit in a box where the owners do. What? Uh, Breezy. Yeah. In the heezy. But cheesy. I'm a rapper. I ain't sleazy. I'm Petey. What? Yeah. Show me your butt. What? He gets sick. Now we wiping his nose. Okay. I've never done that. I've never done that. I don't even know what came over me. Um, That is called What's Next by Drizzy Drake. Um, Drake's new album, you guys like it? What do you think? CVB or some shit like that? I don't know. I listened to some of it. I didn't listen to all of it. Although he sampled an NSYNC song on his album. Yeah, you're welcome. There's a there's a song on his new album. Uh, it's like letters, like T-U-V or something. Hold on. I'll tell you right now. In real time, Certified Lover Boy. T-S-U. God, I was way off. <laughs> when I said T-U-V. <laughs> um... TSU has an an in sync sample, so you're welcome. Um, you're just gonna have me for a short period of time because I do have an interview today. I told you guys I had an interview. Um, just want to talk about you know what uh, I would be I would be hard pressed to not address um, what happened this weekend. And if you don't know, um, a couple comics in LA um, having a good time, had some cocaine and. Uh, the cocaine was laced with fentanyl, um, and three of them died, and one of them is in the hospital, some, you know, bucked up shit, um, it was laced with fentanyl, so I don't know why they call it an overdose, because to me, I think overdose means that you did more drugs than you should, but if it's laced with something, like, that's kind of poisoned, right, like, that's not overdosing, you know, but anyway, um, I knew one of the guys, Fuquan, uh, that passed away. You know, I'm not going to pretend that we were close. We were not close. Um, but he went to the, the mic that I go to a lot when I'm back home at Flashback. And, uh, you know, so I would see him literally every day when I was back home in L.A. And, you know, and he was close with people that I'm close with. So, you know, kind of in similar circles. So it's just a bummer, you know, that that happened. And then... 
Um, I didn't know the other guy, the other two people that died, um, but Kate Quigley, who, if you guys have been to any of my shows, she's, I've done so many shows with her, because she fucking grinds her ass off, as, you know, a lot of us do back in LA, um, and, you know, I've always respected her, I've always, you know, she works, she works hard, man, and, you know, me, this podcast is, you know, obviously, supposed to be like about health and fitness but you know we we talk about other things from time but also just like motivation and you guys know i'm getting after it so i always have a lot of respect for other people that are also getting after it and like i said you know she's i've asked her to do shows of mine at like the improvs and stuff and she's always been like yep i'll be there you know and so you know she's in the hospital she's from what i hear you know recovering so that's good you know it was when, when i you know, I was I was bummed when I saw that it was Fu Quan. We called him Fu. That's his. That's kind of what he went by. And uh, it's like, fuck, dude. Like that hit. You know, I'm I'm tired of seeing people that I know. You know, die. You know, especially comics that I know die. Like it's. I've only been doing comedy for nine years, and just in that time, like so many people that I've worked with and whatever have either died, you know, by their own doing or you know, by overdosing or whatever, man, or, you know, poor Eric Myers, um, got hit by a car a couple months ago, and it's just like, it's just crazy, man, and so when all this happened this weekend, it really kind of, uh, it, it, it hurt, because like I said, I know a lot of people that were close with Boo, and because Kate has always been cool with me, you know, if, you know, if I ever saw her, I'd get a hug, and, you know, just, talk for a few minutes you know I'm not I wasn't close with her either but like just to me like that happening kind of made me think about like my own mortality in a way and it was uh it's just weird man like cause I, I thought like you know what if what if I died like I work hard I've been at it at the pushing this comedy dream for nine years and you know, 20 years in the entertainment industry, and, you know, I, I don't always give, well, I'll say this, since I started doing stand-up, I give it 100%, sometimes when I was, like, acting and stuff, like, I was talking to somebody, actually, you'll hear on the podcast, um, the interview that I'm doing, like, but sometimes, like, you know, I'd get an audition for somewhere that was just, like, so far to drive that I'm, like, nah, I'm good, and I would never do that for stand-up, like, I've fucking driven hours to make no money or little money um, because stand-up is my thing. Like, that's what I, that, that's my calling, you know? Um, but acting, sometimes that would blow off an audition or something, you know, for whatever reason. Like like I said, it might have been too far, but I wouldn't do that as stand-up, so that's why I know, like, I'm much more serious about stand-up than acting. But, like, you know, just having that happen this weekend just kind of made me look at it, like, am I giving it my all? And I think so, but, you know, one of the things, you know, you, you guys know, if you've been listening to this, I've been wanting to go back home. Like, you know, it was never my intention to stay out here in Oklahoma for as long as I have, but obviously the pandemic is still going on, technically, um, <laughs> which is fucking crazy, but um, just just made me think like can I be here in Oklahoma and do everything that I need to do you know and obviously the answer is no like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna give everything I have I can't I can't spend too much more time here so I was already going back home this weekend and the plan was to kind of just get the ball rolling and whatever because our lease is up at the end of this month so that's what I'm going to do, um, but I might stay out there the whole time and then just come back like that last week and get my, I, I don't know, but pretty much I'm, it's, if it wasn't a done deal, this event made me be like, yeah, it's a done deal. Like I need to go back and do what I need to do, put my head down, just fucking put my feet to the pavement. Not Not that I wasn't doing that, but like to be in LA doing it, it's just a different thing, you know, where I can get on stage every single night, multiple times a night, and 
here in Oklahoma, like, I can't, like, I have to leave to get up. If I want to get up every night, I can't do it here. And that's just not the best creative environment. So, you know, it, it's, it's a really tough decision. You know, I'm not fully gone, but pretty much am. <laughs> and, you know, there's a lot of cool people that I've met being here in Oklahoma that, you know, made it a decision where at least it wasn't just, it wasn't an easy decision at, at, at all. But also, um, it was a tough decision. It was a lot tougher than I thought. They made it a lot tougher than I thought it would be because there's some really great people here. And I hope that if anyone, if any of them are listening, that they know that, like, you know, I didn't go in this thinking that I would enjoy it here as much. I know I talk shit about it in my stand-up and stuff, but, you know, there's some cool stuff about here. And there's some cool people that I'm definitely going to miss once I'm back home and, you know, they're not in my lives because a lot of them have been in my life, you know, every day for the last few months, you know. So anyway, um, didn't mean to bring the podcast down, but it just everything that happened this weekend made me just kind of really look at things and be like, I, I need it. Not that I'm fucking around, but like I need to stop fucking around. Like I'm, if you guys thought I meant business before, like <laughs> just watch, dude. Kate. Um, so anyway, I do have a guest this weekend or this week. Um, this young lady, uh, she and I are actually going to be performing. She's um, performing with me in Kansas City this weekend. Um, she's from the Kansas area, but I know her from L.A. because we did a bunch of shows together back home in L.A. That's how we met when I was booking shows um, at the comedy store. And uh, she's really great, always very supportive. Like She's come to my shows before just to support, you know, and I've had her on some shows, had her on at the improv, I think, when we went to Brea one time, and anyway, just awesome, and has kind of gotten TikTok famous over the last, you know, year or so, and it's just like, it's crazy, because like, she makes these hilarious videos, and she just fucking goes for it, man, and you know, she does these videos where she dances in random places, and like a, a leotard, and you know, you know, she talks about it, but it's not like she's got she's not like a size zero or whatever, you know, she's, she's got a little, you know, she's got a little bit on her that is, you know, not just skin and bones, like is all I'll say. Um, but like I said, she talks about it, but I um, mean, she has this, she has a song that she sings called, uh, it's called like Fupa. <laughs> uh, what's it called? Free Fupa, free thy, free my Fupa. I'm going to, f- I'm, I'm such an asshole for getting this wrong because we talk about it on the podcast. But, um, uh, Fupa on fleek, that's what it's called. <laughs> so anyway, uh, but anyway, she's gotten huge on TikTok and now her Instagram is growing and her YouTube, and all her socials are growing because of it. So it's just so cool because, you know, as you guys know, listening to this podcast, um, I know a lot of fucking cool people that do cool shit, man. And it, it inspires me to just keep working and keep pushing because it's like you know it just takes it only takes one thing you know it takes one you know tiktok or one instagram video or one youtube stand-up clip or whatever it takes one thing to like really take off and then that's it you know and she's killing it now and i couldn't be happier for her because like i said she's always been supportive Uh, but anyway you guys will hear the interview ladies and gentlemen put your hands together for my guest You'll hear it. Elizabeth Weikert. Okay, you guys, what's up through the miracles of the internet again? um, I can't wait till the day I can go back to just doing all the podcasts in person. Although, I don't know, it's easy to do these two. But anyway, um, she is known across the internet as the golden unicorn because you can see her all over TikTok and Instagram and everywhere else um, doing awesome dance parody and dance videos in mostly a golden uh, unitard, leotard, unitard, same thing, right? Same thing. Yeah. Um, And she has other outfits too, but the golden one, I think is the one that made her quote unquote TikTok famous. Um, She's a comedian. She's a content creator. um, And like I said, through the miracles of internet right now, she is in Kansas City, but we know each other from back in LA. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for my buddy, Elizabeth Weikert. Wood, wood. Um, okay, first off, um, hello. 
Hello, thanks for having me. Of course. Um, so Elizabeth and I are actually, uh, one of the reasons we wanted to do this was because uh, she and I are both gonna be performing together in Kansas City this Friday. When you guys hear this, we're gonna be there this Friday at the Record Bar in Kansas City, which is, is it in like the Power and Light District? Is that where it is? Yeah, I don't know if it's like technically Power and Light, but like here's Power and Light and it's like literally just across okay. the highway. So I think like, can it's you not considered, yes, like it's mm -hmm. the walkable from Power and Light. So that's okay. why I'm like, I consider it Power and Light District, but Got I it. think it's like not technically. Got it. So like the snobs would be like, this isn't Power and yeah. Light District. Okay. This isn't uh, actually. Okay. So, um, so first off, uh, you are from Missouri, mm -hmm. from like the suburbs of Kansas City, right? Yes. Um, and then you moved out to LA or actually, did you ever live in LA proper or were you always in Orange County? I was always in Orange County. Okay. And you were living in Brea, right? Or were you working in Brea, living somewhere else? Yeah. I lived in Brea the whole time. We lived in the okay. same apartment complex and then just like moved to a bigger apartment eventually. Got it. I like Brea. Brea. It's nice. Brea was somewhere I frequented very often when I went to Fullerton. Um, that was like our little, you know, like I went on many dates at that. I think it was an Edwards cinema back then in like downtown Brea. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's still Edwards, though. I think I it is. I, I don't, don't know what the. Oh no, it's Regal. That's right. Okay, that's right. Yeah, they bought it. Regal out. bought it out. Uh, and also, right there in that same area, there was a. This is how long I've been going down there. There used to be. I don't think it's there anymore. But there used to be a restaurant called the Fitness Grill. Oh, it's still there. Is it really? Yeah. Oh man, I should go. I haven't. I mean, I, I haven't. Unless they moved it, because I'm like, I don't think it's technically Brea. I think it's your Belinda. No, this one was definitely like walking distance, like right out oh. of down, right outside downtown. And maybe and maybe they, it's the same place, and they just moved it to your Belinda. But like literally, yeah. like I would go because I that was my date back then. We'd go to the fitness grill and then go see a movie. Or there was also like a pool hall behind like downtown Brea. Um, I forget what it was called, and we would go there. So like that was like my date spot, but. Maybe they moved it. I don't know, but this just brings back memories. Uh, that Fat Burger was also a date spot, which is also odd because, like, who the fuck takes a date to Fat Burger? <laughs> Me when I'm like in my twenties. <laughs> like, here I'm gonna take you to a Fat Burger. You eat, girl. Yeah, I think that's right? the best compliment. <laughs> I mean, but like, just it just shows it goes to show like how we mature, or I guess our tastes mature, because like yeah. I legit thought that was like a cool date spot when I was in my twenties. Yeah. I would of... never, yeah, I would never, <laughs> I mean, like I don't date anymore, but like, I don't know. I just would like, if heaven forbid, no, I'm not even gonna put that out there, but like, yeah. but ironically though, my girlfriend fucking loves fat burger. So maybe it is a good date spot, I mean, like it's something you don't go to often. She loves it. Like I'm talking, like I took her one time, I don't know, oh, because, we lived uh in west right there like uh we lived right by the beverly center so we were oh, like okay. we were like beverly Bougie. hills yeah, yeah we were like Bougie. we were beverly hills adjacent but still <laughs> and there was a fat burger like two blocks from our house and so we went one time and she would always be like can we go to fat burger i'm like are you serious dude <laughs> but we also but I, no actually i take that back rewind we live in sherman oaks for before that and there was also a fat burger that was not as close, but still walking distance. And we would go to that one and she loved it. And I'm just like, I don't understand. Like there's so many good burger places here. Why does she just love fat burger? I don't know. So I never tried fat burger. So now I feel like I'm missing out. I should have, I should have gotten it. You should have. That's like <laughs> a, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, they have them all over the place now, but for a while they're like, you had to be in California to get a fat burger, you know? See, that's like one of those things where somebody has to tell you, like, this is special to California because otherwise yeah. I'm there. And I'm just like, oh, here's another thing. Well, it's, it's not anymore because they have them all over the yeah. place now. But like back, you know, like Ice Cube, two in the morning, got the fat burger, you know? Ah, there we go. Yeah. See, well, I hear like all of those references to L.A. and it didn't like dawn on me until I was in L.A. Like La Cienega Boulevard yeah. off of the Proud family, the girl that was like the kind of bratty girl, her name was La Cienega Boulevardes. Wait, the, the, the what family? <laughs> the Proud family. It was like a Disney animation uh, show. Oh, never seen and, it. And yeah, it was like one of the things I grew up on because it's slightly, slightly different in age, but like it was my generation. It was a Disney show. 
and the girl who was just kind of the bratty girl to the main character, but they were still friends. Her name was La Cienega Boulevardes. Uh. And it wasn't until like 10 years later, I'm in LA and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like the same. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, it, it's funny, like, especially now, like having, obviously I haven't been in LA in a while. Um, and you kind of have been away for almost as long as I have at this point. Like when did, when did you go back to Missouri? Oh, I've only been here for five months. Oh, okay. So not, okay. So I, I, I left a little bit before you did, but yeah. like watching like certain television shows and stuff now where like, obviously if you're in LA a lot, you'd like recognize everything, but now it's like more so like I watch things and I'm like, man, like, I just want to go back home and like, yeah. cause I know all these things, you know? Yeah. Uh, so over the pandemic, um, we could talk about this. Elizabeth has become, I mean, is it TikTok famous? Is that like a word? I guess people started calling me TikTok famous though, back when I had like 10,000 followers, like just mm. friends that knew me, which I thought was so sweet. And I liked the manifestation of everything, yeah. but it feels pretty crazy. I feel like once I hit 4,000 followers for me, I guess, cause that was the town, the population size of the town that I lived in for uh -huh. a majority of my growing up was 4,000 people. And I was like, after that, I was just kind of like, this is a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> but today I just hit 400,000 on TikTok. Dang, 400,000. Yeah, it was crazy. And and a lot of that has transferred over to the rest of your social medias as well, right? Like people yeah. are like, So oh. Instagram is today. I also, I don't know what today is like a special day, I guess. It was 26,000 uh -huh. on Instagram. Wow. And uh, yeah, because I go by the thousand on Instagram because Instagram just doesn't uh, go as crazy. Like TikTok, people just hit that follow like crazy. Uh -huh. Whereas Instagram, it's like, they're just much more stubborn. Like, I don't know if I want to give her my follow. It was funny, but I'm not going to give it right. away. Okay. You got to earn it. So, um, but yeah, I hit that. That was exciting. Do you think that like, that potentially, I don't know, I'm just guessing, but like, because TikTok tends to skew a tad younger than like Instagram, like, and kids would be like, yeah, yeah like, she's great. But like adults are like, well, you're great, but not that great. You know what I mean? I think it's like the mood of like, when you're on social media, like when you're on TikTok, you're ready to have a good time. And I don't think it's very much age because like, there's niches for everybody and I don't think I have as many young followers as I do like 25 and up okay. and so I feel like the audience is probably about the same but when you're on Instagram I feel like you're more so just like mm, let me have some motivation let me see my friends see what they're doing let me tell you about my life you're just like and I the IG reels kind of copycatting uh TikTok I think is yeah. Instagram's trying to like we also want to be entertainment because they did the same thing with IGTV right so they definitely want to be entertainment and I think people there kind of want to be entertained but it's like it's just a different vibe well I I I can tell you that I mean just from my experience um Instagram will if you make a reel they will show it to more people organically than like if you make just a video or like a post, you know what I mean? Like, like if you put a reel, like I, I've had reels with like thousands of views. And if I had a video, it'd be like a hundred or 200 or whatever. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's, it is what it is, but you know, you got to play the game. I get it. Uh, but what was like, I I'm assuming that it wasn't like you uh, woke up one day and you're like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to be TikTok famous. Like I'm assuming that you were just wanted to make a funny video of you dancing. And then it got a little traction and you just kind of like, all right, let me do it again. And then all of a sudden it just, right? Like, yeah, I've been doing weird videos since like YouTube came out. Cause people were like, you should put this on YouTube, but I didn't get what I did. And so it's like all the stuff you see, I just kind of do at home to an extent. Now it's just like planned. Like this is just kind of, I do weird stuff. Like I dress up in outfits and I do like weird characters at home i don't know i'm a weird person so now it's just me giving it to everybody else but yeah TikTok was specifically i heard TikTok was blowing up like it was starting to gain traction back in june of 2019 that's when i first heard about it and then i was like you know what i'm gonna i missed every single other social media train i am going to jump up on this one i'm not missing it so like my my thought was is like i'm gonna post content and i'm going to get people who like me so then they can come to my comedy shows right. and that was the right. whole intent 
Well, it, it's it worked, right? Yeah, I hope. If freaking TikTok, that's the thing about TikTok. If you don't post like an actual trend, they'll like suppress your views, and it that that's like a whole push and pull. I call it. It's like an abusive relationship. Wait, it's like here, it? if you do what we want you to do, we'll give you lots of views. But if you do what you want to do, we're gonna be like, mm, we're not gonna oh, show this to your followers. Oh, is that real? Yes, it's so frustrating. So how do you know? Because I this is I, I don't really spend a lot of time. I just. I'll just post a stand-up clip on TikTok and that's it. Like, I don't really make it specifically for TikTok, which is probably why I don't do well on TikTok. But like, so like when you're saying like some of these trends that they have, they want you to post a video with like whatever that song is or whatever that challenge yeah, they is. Always, they always do better. And if I'm in a leotard, because the algorithm, I guess, I don't know. I don't know what these AIs are doing with the algorithm and how it like processes things. But I think it's just like, because I'm generally in a leotard <coughs> of some sort, if I'm not in a leotard, it'll most likely be like, this isn't on brand with her. So we are not going to show this to her followers, even though like, but there are random, like there's always an exception to the rule. Like I posted my song Fupa on Fleek that I did on stage and I will be doing on Friday. That's and right. it's like one and a half million views. I was shocked because I was like, this isn't going to do well. And it like it went viral. I was so excited. It made me so happy. Damn. <laughs> Fupa on fleek. <laughs> I made shirts too, so uh, bring oh, great. twenty bucks. Like, yeah, such or a good, such or a Ven good song. I think it's my favorite. Or Venmo. Venmo, yes. Or I will always take Venmo. Or Cash App. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't do Cash App. You should do it. Okay, Elizabeth. I, uh, you know, when I first started selling merch after shows, it was just cash, and then people are like, "You take credit cards?" And I was just like, "Fuck!" So then I started. Then I got a Square thing. Um, and then that was like, okay, it was either cash or credit card. And then Venmo came out and they're like, you do Venmo? And I was like, no, I do PayPal. I don't have PayPal. And I'm like, literally PayPal owns Venmo. Like just fucking, I don't do pay. And so then like, I, I felt like I was leaving money on the table. So then I did Venmo and then cash app came out and people are like, you cash app. And I'm like, fuck dude. So like, I literally, <laughs> I literally have all, like, I don't leave any money on the table. So like when people come to my shows, and they want to buy something. I'm like, I, I take it all, dude. I take Venmo, <laughs> fucking Cash App, PayPal, cash. You can sell me if you want. I don't care, dude. Just like buy something from me, okay? I'm not leaving any money on the table anymore. And it, it, it works. Like, it's a pain. Good advice. Yeah, it's, it's just for any aspiring people that have merch to sell, you know, after shows, do not leave any money on the table, period. Uh, so, okay, so now you're... You're like basically like you view like TikTok as a job. Like we were talking, we were yeah. we were texting, and I was like, "Hey, let's set up this time to do this podcast." And then you were like, "Okay, I do TikTok from this time to this time." So, and I was like, "Wow, like that's awesome!" But that that's kind of what you have to do if you're like if you take it seriously. Like you have to make it like you have to make it a priority, right? Just like anything yeah. else. Yeah. It's just valuing your time. I actually just changed my schedule because now TikTok makes me money or like because I get brand deals and stuff. It doesn't, you know, it's not a ton of money, but it's enough. Yeah. And so I categorized all the things that I do and I have the things that make me money and I have the things that aren't making me money yet, but are important to me because it used to all just be one big thing where it right. was like, I was kind of spreading myself all over these places and I was doing a bunch of stuff, but like nothing was making me money. And I was just trying to figure out what was going to make me money. And so now it's like my nine to five, quote unquote, like this is only things that are making me an income or eventually will. Cause you know, I post like the TikToks and I keep the community alive by replying to comments and all of that stuff. I'm not making money while I do that, but doing all those things is what keeps me getting brand deals and it keeps that happening. And then like doing stand-up comedy now, I like sold out my first show, which was super exciting. But I was like, oh, technically now I can, yeah, make money. And yeah. so, and I make money from merch from TikTok, like, because if a video goes viral, like right now I have like six orders I think I need to ship out today wow. of leotards and tights and random things that people, you know, want to dress like me. It's very strange for me to like process all that too. Wait, people, <laughs> people are buying your leotards now? Yeah, they've been buying them for months. No uh, way. It's crazy. Yeah, and then I I added the black one because I was like, people would like the black one if they get the gold one. And then I just added the red one because people kept asking about the red one. And I'm like, I'm just going to have to keep all this stuff on stock all the time. 
So do you have like a, like a certain company, like a leotard company that you partnered with? No, I do it on AliExpress. Like I just started buying wholesale because that was the thing is where I bought them. I just, and that's the, oh, and I sell the pink one. That's like that stereotypical eighties high cut leotard one. I found that one just through AliExpress, like searching around there. And I was like, this is like golden. And I don't think you can buy it online or I don't think any, like, I don't think it's sellable on Amazon. Right. I don't know. I haven't seen it, but I bought it straight from the source. And so I keep them on hand because they take about three weeks to ship. So it's like me, like I have my stockpile of all my. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> That's crazy. And so what's, uh, what goes in, like, do you just sit down? Cause you said, I know you said you were like, you were filming them today, but like, is there, I'm trying to think of the right way to say it. Like, do you have a time, like, like, like last night, for example, did you spend time like writing kind of like outlining what you were going to do or do you just wake up every morning and then from this time to this time just bring the camera out and see what happens because you have songs uh, that you write yeah. obviously so the songs is like a different thing of just like if i'm writing music because i normally if it's a song stuff that's going to go in my stand-up is like what i'm doing with songs right now but for TikToks, it's mainly because my husband's schedule changed. So we have from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. before he needs to go to work because he works from home. So that's helpful to us. Yeah. And so I have time to film. And then the night before, I pick out what I want to do. So that way I already have it. And I know what outfit I'm going to wear. And I try to just post three videos a day. Um, so I used to do a cluster record where I would pick one or two days a week and I would record for like two hours and I would make like, you know, 10 videos or something and then post them and then do another day of recording and then post whatever. Um, so now we just do three videos every day because it's just what works with our schedule. And so that way I post consistently because I kind of got out of posting consistently. Uh, so you I had post, too much lifings. <laughs> you, you post three TikTok videos a day. That's my goal, Monday through Friday. And then the weekends are up in the air because weekends, the algorithm, normally people, just the videos don't do well. Saturday sucks. Sunday is kind of hit or miss. And so I don't want to put effort in those days. And so I'll repost or I just won't post at all. That's interesting. That's, I mean, this is, this is teaching me something. I, I've never posted Science. multiple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's crazy because I, I'm a big, uh, I'm a big Gary V person. Mm -hmm. um, and he talks about that a lot. Like and he always asks people, how many times a day are you posting on TikTok? And they're like, oh, he's like, you need you posting like three times a day. I'm like three times. Like, I don't even know what to post three times a day. Like, uh, keep it shorter. So this is my advice I give everybody about TikTok, especially funny people. Like it's so easy for us because we put ourselves out on stage. We are, you know, our inhibitions don't need to be like lowered with most other things because we are just putting it out there. Literally be funny or do something interesting. Like it doesn't have to be funny, but just do something interesting two seconds at a time. So I started posting videos. I basically did my Instagram stories but I liked the jump cut kind of feature. And that's what I did on TikTok, where I just kind of vlogged my day, but it was only like 15 second videos. So it's like, you could literally do your workouts, but maybe only film two seconds of each move at a time because the attention span is just, you know, you get maybe a right. second or two and then pick a trending song. And I just, you know, I think the important thing of posting and why you should post and why they say to post at least three times a day, especially if you're starting, is honestly just to find out what you like posting and like yeah. what your niche is and develop into something. So like what I started posting in the beginning, I do not post most of it. Like, I, you know, I hardly ever talk on my TikTok because the algorithm doesn't like me talking. So I'm like, fine, I'll just suppress <laughs> my, my, my voice and do weird physical comedy. Uh, <laughs> So, okay. So you moved out, you moved out to California to pursue acting, right? Yes. Why did you choose Orange County though? Well, my husband served a mission out in California. And so we were just trying to find a place to live and no one in LA would give us an apartment because we need Like I needed to find a job, but then nobody yeah. would give me a job because I didn't have an address. It, it's impossible to move to LA. And I was so stressed out and I go, you just find a place to live. And he goes, well, I'm going to look in Orange County because that's where I lived for two years. And I was like, okay, I don't care. 
And he found like this apartment that was a thousand dollars for a one bed, one bath, like <laughs> so cheap. <laughs> and it was in Brea and like Brea is walkable to everything. It's so yeah. safe. Like it's such a quiet town. Yeah, really and so, is. yeah, I just, you know, and I lived in the Midwest, so it wasn't a big deal to have to drive 45 minutes or an hour to get to where you need to go. Right. Cause that's normal out here, you know? Right. Yeah. I know. That's the thing about like <laughs> being in Oklahoma city. Um, is like, I'm like, I, you have, everything's really spread out. Um, and everyone's like, isn't that far? I'm like, I mean, like I, I drive like a half hour to the club or to the gym or whatever. And I'm like, but like in LA, if I was in LA, I'd be driving that long, if not more. And I'd only be going like five or six miles. Like it's just, yeah. I'm spending the same amount of time in the car. It's just the distance is different. So same thing, like if you're in Brea, you know, you're driving into the city, but you're, you're into LA, but it's what you're used to being out. Yeah, it was always highway yeah. time. Like it was never, I hardly ever got stuck in traffic yeah. um, because it was all highway minutes. Right. And so it wasn't like, cause it, that was the thing. Yeah. Just like you said, if you live in North Hollywood, but you have an audition in West Hollywood or Santa Monica, it's like, we're spending the same commute. And when you, really when, I see, when I get those auditions for Santa Monica, I look at it. I'm like, you can go fuck yourself. I ain't going to Santa Monica <laughs> at five o'clock on a Friday, dude. I guess I ain't getting that one. <laughs> that That's, that's like literally like what I forget what's the worst. What's the cat? I forget. There's a, there's a few casting offices in Santa Monica, but like, yeah, you get that call four o'clock and I'm like, that's literally my whole day. It's going to take me at least an hour to get there and probably an hour and a half to get back once I'm done. So like four hours of my day for a job that let's be honest, I'm probably not going to get, um, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. That was also the, the case when I used to live in Hermosa beach and I would get like an audition to go to like Sherman Oaks or like somewhere North Hollywood. I'm like studio city from Hermosa <laughs> beach. I'm like, ah, but those are yeah. the days. Um, yeah. Okay. So let me ask you this. This is a tough hitting question. And I mean, it's a tough, as you know, um, as everybody knows that follows me, but as you know, um, I'm a barbecue connoisseur. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm excited about this for you, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So I'm excited too, because you hear like, obviously places that are known for barbecue, you've got, you know, Texas, obviously. And even though Oklahoma isn't known for barbecue, there's great barbecue in Oklahoma. And then you got Kansas city, you've got St. Louis, you've got Memphis. And that's kind of, I think, I don't think I'm leaving anybody out as far as like places that are known for barbecue. Right. Yeah. So now I've been to Kansas city very briefly and we stopped at a place that's kind of famous in Kansas city. Can you give me the names of famous places? Cause I don't remember what the name of it was. I'm pretty sure um, there's multiple locations of this place. Gates. No. Is, uh, uh, Jack Stacks. Nope, that wasn't it either. There's Oklahoma Joe's. So it is funny that you say that Oklahoma isn't known. Like Oklahoma Joe's is very good, and it's like a little chain thing. Hold um, on. I'm, I'm gonna look this best barbecue. We're in real time here in Kansas City because Gates and Arthur Bryant's and uh, Jack Stacks are the three staples. They're, I think it's just mainly because they're the oldest joints, and they also have three distinct different flavors. So I think those three restaurants represent Kansas City the best because they're all different, but they're still all oh, wait, Kansas City. Wait, did you say Joe's Kansas City? Oh, that one's a different one. But yeah, that one's famous too, but I don't think it's as old okay. as those other three. That's the one that we went to, Joe's. Yeah, because there's multiple locations. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I still okay. haven't tried that one. Okay, um, well, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say this. We went and it was fine. Like it was fine, but it like if if people wanted me to like settle an argument, like this would not win the argument for Kansas City. <laughs> no. Like it was fine, but what, what's weird though, and that and I think this is the reason why we went was because if you go if you Yelp best barbecue, that's the number one in Kansas City according to Yelp. But as I've learned, you can't always trust Yelp. I usually. No we'll go and I'll look at the pictures and then I'll be like, okay, well, this looks actually better. 
but we ended up going because we, we were, I forget where we were driving to, but we were passing through Kansas City. So, okay. So obviously I'm going to be in Kansas City this weekend. Where do I yeah. go for the best barbecue in Kansas City? My personal favorite is Jack Stacks. I'm a saucy girl. And so I think their sauce is the best. I think their meat is still really great as well. Um, yeah, but it all goes. So this is my thing. If you're Kansas City and you want to try the Kansas Cities, I say just try the three staples, which are the oldest ones where you have uh -huh. the Arthur Bryant's, the Gates, and then the, the Jack Stacks because they all taste different. Jack Stack but Barbecue, all, yeah. Arthur Bryant. Okay, I say here's the thing though, and this is and this is why sometimes Arthur Bryant only has three and a half stars out of yeah, five. Yeah, it's see, I think that one's like more the old school. I think it's good. It's very much like um, I think it's in the Jazz District, but it okay. is very much your old mon pa. Now I'm looking at I'm looking at Jack Stacks right now, and I see some good some good colored uh, i see some good smoke lines on there so that might be the the way to go jack stack barbecue jack that, stack is phenomenal <laughs> that's got four stars and then there's a place right here called slaps yeah but they don't have see, don't, <gasps> somebody just told me about slaps they go you need to try slaps so that's on my list now it's number three but the smoke lines aren't see i'm a barbecue connoisseur so okay so we're going with with you're saying arthur bryant or jack stack now see here's another one Fox and I would Fox. say Jack Stack over Arthur Bryant, if Fox, it were me. Fox and Fire has five stars, but only, oh, see, that you, you, can't, you can't go on that because there's only eight reviews. See, okay, I may have yeah, to have no. multiple barbecue places in Kansas City. That's a tiny little box, too. There's a lot of, yeah. Okay, okay, I'm just, I mean, okay, but, okay, <laughs> but being from Missouri, what, region of barbecue do you say is the best do you go with kansas city barbecue yes okay. so i like kansas city barbecue because kansas city is known for sauce that's their big thing and texas like it's a crime to put sauce from what i've learned is like it's a crime to put sauce on the meat well yes okay so then, and I'm, <laughs> I'm glad you said that because because i do tend to lean toward like i'll put sauce on but i want to do it myself okay so like i want the meat to stand alone and not necessarily need sauce. Now my yes, like my girl will fucking just put sauce on everything without even. I'm like, dude, just fucking try the meat first. Like you don't even yeah. know. Like just try it first, and she yeah. won't. So you're saying now when you say sauce, do you want it already on, or are you gonna put it on yourself? Because no, I I like putting it on myself because it's the same thing. I think the meat needs to stand alone. Yeah. Um. I like the wood fire grills. I always like yes, the taste of the wood. Yes, I think that's smoke, my favorite. Smoke. <laughs> that smoke, wood smoke is so good. So that's good. okay. So Jack Stack sells packaging of their like pulled pork and all their foods and stuff in the grocery store. And I didn't know that until I moved here. And you can smell the wood smoke outside of the package. Oh, like you pick great. it up and you can smell it. And I was like, mm, I'm home. Uh, so, I, have, I have a package in my fridge right now. So they sell it like in stores in Missouri. Yeah. Not like, City. not like in other places. No. I mean, they sell it online so you can ship it to you, but it's expensive. Interesting. It's always weird when places do that. Like, you know, like, uh, like some of those like New York and Chicago pizza places ship their stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, it can't, there's no way it can taste the same when it's being shipped across, you know, state lines. But it's similar enough. It's like, it's enough. I don't know. Fill an edge. Cause I, cause I, I've, my girlfriend's never had like legit Chicago pizza and there's like, and the last time I went to Chicago, she couldn't go with me. And I'm like, no, like you gotta have this pizza, but I'm like, you can't, I can't mail it. Like she's gotta have it yeah. in, in the place. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, let me ask you a question. So you moved to, you moved to Missouri during the pandemic as like I said, as I relocated now, what was your move kind of just like you're like well i'm already like i don't need to be in la anymore because i already have this base now or was it a decision to be closer to your family or was it both it was both i think just having a following and doing everything from home helped like secure the mentality that like la wasn't offering me anything that yeah. was the whole point is like 
all the auditions were online. If I got any auditions, I wasn't getting auditions. And if I did, they were online. And most of the stuff was just doing social media. And I, you know, it was just like, we saw this rare opportunity to be next to our family. And then whenever everything goes back to normal or whatever the new normal is, I'd be interested to see if there's new hubs because a lot of like the comedy scene moved and just like, I don't know what's going to happen as far as, or even if there is hubs, because I personally don't understand why LA like doesn't do more self tapes from people around the country. And if you book a job, like it's not that much more expensive to just like take, fly somebody out if they're good. I mean, they already do that for big films, but I'm just saying it has my my thing. It's weird because I've also felt that way about being in LA and going to other places, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of like, you know, TV shows and movies that film in like, you know, Louisiana or Atlanta or something. And it's like, they always want to hire local, local hire. And in my mind, I'm like, yo, I'll fucking, I'll fly myself to Atlanta to be on walking dead or vampire diaries or fucking whatever show that they're filming that i really want to be on um even if i'm in the red at the end of it all because like i can tell people and use that as like i'm on the walking dead or i'm on this show and so i've never understood why they did it the other way either so i mean it goes both ways but like now like as you're talking about with like self-tapes i've been you know, I've had, I haven't had a lot of auditions lately. I don't know why I was getting a lot for a while. Um, and like so many that I'm like, dude, this is awesome. Like I'm self-taping all the time, but at the same time, I'm like, there was a couple of times where I got like auditions to actually go into the casting office. And I'm like, no, why do we have to do this? And like, I don't want to know. We've already established that we don't need to fucking go into the casting office anymore. So why do you want me to yeah. come in? Like you're just, now you're just wasting my time to be an asshole. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, everything should be self-tape. We should not have, we should be able to be anywhere. And then if you get the job or the part, they can be like, hey, the job pays this. You know, you're getting scale for three days or four days, but we can't take care of your travel. You're like, okay, well, I'll fly myself out. I'm still going to make, you know, a couple grand. So like, let's do it, you know? That's what I did for a commercial. I just booked a commercial in July. And I, you know, as long as it airs, so basically my day fees and all of that stuff, the the pay I'm guaranteed covered all my travel expenses. And as long as the commercial airs and I get that buyout, then I, you know, I make a few grand. So it's like, why not? And it's good opportunities. And that's the whole point. But, and that's why I say like, as long as you're willing to work as a local hire, it was a little frustrating because I was like, they had me on hold and they didn't tell me if I was going to film a second day until like the night before, or no, it was, it was the day before. And I was like, I'm going to fly back. If you don't like, like tell me uh, if you need me, because like, why would I stay here another like day waiting on you? But that's the whole reason why places like local hire, because you're not like trying to get back to wherever you're going. But now I'm just marketing myself as like a traveling touring comedian. So I think it's the same thing. It's like, well, you gotta give me dates. You gotta give me dates because I'm gonna be over here in this state. So, you know, we got that edge. My, uh, one of the things, I mean, like, I would would love to be in a Marvel movie or a DC movie, like (laughs) 100% like fucking calm. And and I've said it on other podcasts before, but like, I'm like, I'm not, it's whoever comes knocking, like, like yeah. Marvel or DC. If you want to put me in a superhero project, let's fucking go. Um, but my thing now is like, I can't really control that because it's just not like either I don't have the right jawline or whatever, you know, maybe I get called into the casting office, but like for me, like my focus has just been stand up for the last few years, which I think has helped kind of make me more successful in stand-up mm-hmm. um I don't know it's so weird like I don't know I don't know I mean it also could just be because I'm just I've been in it for more years now so I'm just better because I have more experience now you know but I think a big I'm, thing is just freedom like I the more free you are the more you do things the more you're just like it's not a big deal and so you just relax and that's like yeah. the biggest I did stop little moment I did stop caring as far as like, well, like, you know, like when you're new, right? Cause yeah. you know, everyone, we're all new at some point when you start, I feel like you just want everyone to like you. At least that's how I went in. Like I just, every show I did, you know, 
I just wanted everyone to like me. I wanted people to follow me afterwards. And so like, I tried to do jokes or I did jokes that I thought people would think were funny and whatever. Whereas now I'm like, I want to tell my story. Do you know what I mean? Like when people leave one of my shows, I want them to, they're going to know, like, they're not going to know my whole story, but they're going to get a very good idea of shit that I've been through, how I see things, like my experiences, like, cause I have some unique experiences, you know? Uh, but I think that like, when I kind of like made that realization, I'm like, oh, like I want to tell my story. So whether I'm doing, you know, 10 minutes or 20 minutes or an hour, like, it's like, you're going to know my story. Like there's a beginning, middle and end. There's a reason I'm doing these jokes in this order and whatever, like you're going to know my story. And I feel like that for me was when I started to turn a corner. It was just like, just telling them who I like, like, yeah, like being funny is great. Like I'm still going to be funny with it, but like, I'm going to also tell my story, you know? I feel like no, it's easier when you just tell who you are because it's also it's just coming from a truthful place so even if you are like i don't know in today's world it's scary to be a comedian because it's like we're canceled every minute but like if you're if you're just speaking your truth and you're not trying to make a joke with a punchline you're just giving your observation on things yeah it's like it's almost easier because it's like well okay then hate me because this is just my view on my life it's not yeah, my yeah. view on your life it's my view on my life i know i i loved when I mean, this it happened a while ago, but like it wasn't. I, I used to have this joke that, I, and I, mean, I haven't told it in a long time because it's just not part of my act anymore. But like I could, but it's about it's it's a mass shooting joke, but it it's not a mass shooting joke. It, no, it's but it's not though. <laughs> How you're tiptoeing into this is just excellent. I know it's not, but that's the thing. Like it's not. It, it's really it's not a joke about it is a joke about mass shooting but it's not and it's hard to explain but uh it's on my album so if you want to if you watch or listen to man of the hood it's on there but like it basically on how like remember it, it's, it's about pulse nightclub right okay in orlando and how whenever i travel doing stand-up a lot of times i find myself going to gay clubs because it's just fun you know uh -huh. and then like having that be like wow like that's crazy because i was there and then like heaven forbid i'm at a gay club and then i get shot in a mass shooting and then my dad sees that i was at a gay club and i got shot and exactly i remember this yeah, yeah. i think you've posted on youtube yeah and so this girl at a show immediately mass shootings aren't funny and I'm like, yeah, I didn't say that they were. This is my take on how I, I, I twisted it to be about me. Now, I'm not making fun of the people that, and she's yeah, like, and then the whole thing was her brother had committed suicide like a couple weeks before the show. And she's like, my brother shot his, you know, blew his brains out. And I'm like, this is during the show. Like this is dialogue happening during the show. Wow. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, but like, you're saying mass shootings aren't funny, which I'm agreeing with, but you're talking about your brother committing suicide. That's not even a mass shooting. That's one shooting. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. It's just See, exactly. But yeah, it's just like, ugh. it's like, okay, if you, if you're easily triggered by a word, maybe don't go to a comedy show. Yeah, I don't want you in my comedy shows if you're triggered either way. I like want to just make fun of everybody equally again. 100%. That's my biggest frustration is like, can we just all make fun of each other again? Like I make fun of myself all the time. Same. I can't even make fun of myself. I had to learn how to uh, tell fat jokes. I'm not like trying to say fat jokes. It's just I'm telling my observations of being someone who is bigger than a size two in Los right. Angeles and how I am like treated. And it's funny and it's funny to me. And then people are like, oh, oh. And I had to like navigate how to properly tell my own life experiences. Right. That's that, <laughs> because yeah. people were like offended. I'm like, I'm just, and that's what my, the punch is like, you know. I just said I was fat. I didn't say I was ugly. Like, you know, cause I'm not, people are like, oh, don't talk about yourself like that, Elizabeth. It's that I'm like, I'm not saying negative things about me. I'm just right. like stating observations. That's where I get like kind of frustrated where I'm like, 
yeah, you people stay away. If you're so offended and triggered, please like don't be offended or feel pity for a comedian. Oh, like this is sure. how we work through stuff. The, the pity is I, I've gotten DMs like, you know, it sounds like you've been through a lot. Like if you ever need anyone to talk to, I'm like, yeah, I just talked to fucking 200 people. Like I don't need, like I'm making this funny because I'm comfortable talking about it. I don't need to I be do. like saved. <laughs> that is kind or, like, That is so sweet though. I don't know if it is though. I, well, I there's a lot of comedians who commit suicide. So I'm like, well, I, I mean, get it though. I get yeah. that mindset. So I'm like, that's you know true. what? That's sweet. That's kind. It's, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a lose-lose situation. There's no right answer. And yeah. I think if we just say that out loud where it's like, there's no right answer and then just move on, then it's okay. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it's funny when I've gotten messages like that and I'm just like, that's that's what you took away from all this. <laughs> but it's not like, I mean, I already told you, like I, talk, okay. I, I have a therapist, like I don't need some random person that was at a show in fucking Dallas to be like, hey, if you need to, like, I don't know, it's just weird, but definitely don't come to the show if you're gonna be easily offended. But, yeah. also, but also know that us as comics, even though I, I, I just said, I stopped trying to make everybody laugh, I still do want to make everybody laugh, but I'm also going to tell my story. Like, I'm not going to just cater like, oh, let me just do the, like, you know, I hardly, you know, a lot of comics, it's like, you can tell like when people don't want to like necessarily hear social commentary. So then like, they'll go to like dick jokes and whatever. It's like, I take pride in the fact that I don't really have any of those anymore. And it's like, this is what we're talking about, man. Like, if you don't want to hear it, that's fine, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to you know, make silly, you know, hacky race jokes. Like, I mean, I talk about my race and whatever, but like, it's fine. You know, I can, cause I'm that thing. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, it's weird. I, I, I do feel like though, maybe it's because we've kind of like overcorrected everything, but I do feel like over the last few months, everywhere I've been doing shows, minus LA, cause I still haven't done a show in LA since this whole thing kicked off so we'll see that'll be the next test um, but, but everyone else everywhere else I've been I felt like I've said some shit that like I don't know if it will fly in LA so I'm very excited to <laughs> I'm very excited to see but like everywhere else like people just want to go out and have a good time and I think we're fine I think knock on wood we're finally at a place where people realize like that we're just trying to entertain everyone you know that's yeah. at, the, at the end of the day like I can tell my story but I still want to entertain everybody and I don't want to offend people but if you get offended then maybe take a look deeper into what you've got going on true <laughs> and, true on that like you know, being offended is a personal choice like yeah. you can't blame anybody for how you react to things just yeah, take a look exactly. you know uh, okay so so we're going to be at the record bar in Kansas City uh this friday at eight o'clock we're excited um people should come they should definitely buy tickets um small wrinkle um they do have to be we just found this out because i guess this just started this week right you said i think so i was looking online to see what it was all about within kansas city with the vaccination covid whatever and i think it started in september so i think oh, it was really? like a new thing i think maybe it was august yeah. but it was like it's a very recent thing. However, it's it's still pretty common around the entire yeah, United States. For so. sure. Yeah. I know I mean in in some like in places like here they don't give a shit, but like, you know, like it is what it is. Um you have to have a vax card or a negative covid test to come to the show, right? That's what they put. Yeah, within within the last 48 hours, which I think that's very personally, I think that is very nice that they have the or because a lot yeah. of places like LA it is not an or it is vaccination yeah. only so I think it's inclusive to be like you know what we get it some people it's become a political thing so yeah. in that case you just have to show this because we're right. just focusing on the health yeah it's not we, 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 we didn't make the rules the venue did nice. yeah the venues I, I, I honestly it, I I'm impartial to the whole thing um I have my back card so it's whatever but yeah. uh yeah, that's we didn't make the rules, but those are the rules, you know. So just come have a good time. Get a get a test, yeah. get a swab up your nose, and we're gonna do our best to entertain you for the night. And I'm excited because I've never been to Kansas City really, other than just passing through. So it'll be it'll be fun. 
Uh, is, do you have anything else coming up or projects that we could let our people know about? Uh, nope, not projects. Just keep doing my thing. And okay. Booking like I've booked some private gigs, so that's why I'm like not really anything to tell publicly about. Okay, got it. Mum's the word. Um, okay, word. I will put what's what's your handle on TikTok? At Elizabeth Weikert. If you spell it right, you can find me anywhere you look. Okay, got it. Uh, and I'll put them in the show notes. Um, okay, well, thank you. Like I said, we'll be we will be there on Friday. Look out for us. Um, it's gonna be fun, dude. It's gonna be fun. We're having a good time. Um, hang on, you guys. Uh, this has been the camera adds ten pounds. Like he's like she said, we will be there this Friday, um, and then I'll be home next weekend as well. This weekend as well, and yeah. So that's a whole other thing. But anyway, thank you for listening to the camera adds ten pounds. Hang on for a second, Elizabeth.